When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Monday. Welcome in. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Big Dave, BOW, BWL Sports, and Will the Go Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb. Our guy, Kevin Wells, on the controls today. Uh, Fun things to get to today. Bleacher Report, still disrespecting DeMar DeRozan. Uh, and ESPN's post-offseason moves power rankings just released. So we will talk about DeMar's response to Bleacher Report, calling him overrated, whether or not they are accurate in that description of DeMar, uh, and then get to some power rankings where the Bulls end up on that list. First and foremost, hello, gentlemen. Happy Monday. Hey, how was everyone's weekend? Pretty chill. That was chill. I can second that. Pretty chill. Mm-hmm. It was chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was your weekend, man? I'm envious. My weekend was the opposite of chill. I am exhausted today. <laughs> mm. Too many Goose Islands? Too much sunny uh, side? There was, there, was, there was some Goose Islands sprinkled in there. Uh, yeah, caught, uh, caught the Sox game uh, Friday night with my brothers. Uh, Saturday, shout out to my buddy Trent. He threw a really fun block party at his place in uh, West Town. Always a wonderful host. Um, and then yesterday caught the uh, Incubus show at Northerly Island. So, yeah, it was a pretty busy weekend. God wow. damn. Yeah, you was busy. So, uh, talk, yeah, talk to me about this block party, sir. What, what was going on here? Uh, so Trent and his neighbors on his block um, mm-hmm. just did the whole, you know, shut down the street thing with some cones and trash cans on either end. And mm-hmm. there was uh, there was an inflatable water slide for all the kiddos who lived on the block and they were all splashed okay. around having a wonderful time. There were roughly 600 dogs frolicking around um, and just a bunch of us chilling in, uh, chilling in, you know, lawn chairs, uh, picnic chairs with uh, plenty of beverages uh on ice and uh yeah my my buddy trent who hosted also made walking tacos so you always love to eat a good walking taco and then brought the party up to his rooftop uh saturday night played some bags uh had a lovely lovely time you ever you ever been to a block party dave yeah i have uh, a couple times in my life well many times uh the 600 dogs threw me off uh <laughs> that was a rough <laughs> estimate i swear there were more dogs than people there it was crazy yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of dogs, man. But no, that's cool. Block parties are always fun. They're usually for kids. You know, they're not block parties to tell you the age that you are, because block parties are usually for children and the adults just sit around and do nothing because they've usually worked all week long and they're just tired. So they just sit around and chill out. So I'm glad you were part of the chill committee, Matt. That's what's up. <laughs> for sure. So some of the adults I was there with, my adult friends were parenting and letting their children roam around at the block party. But I'm just one of the adults who just shows up at the block party with no kids and no responsibilities. It's way, <laughs> way more fun. It's way more fun. Yes, I can, I can second that. It's way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> also got to shout out our, our pal Cody from CHGO Cubs. He uh, swung by and hung out with us for a while at the block party. Good to see him. Always oh, nice to hang out. with the work people outside work, you know? Yeah, and shout out, shout out to Cody as well because ever since I gave Cody a, a hug and told him everything was going to be all right, the Cubs have been 5-1. and one. 
Because that's Dude. exactly what he, that's exactly what he told me he wanted the Cubs to do is go five and one. I gave him a hug and I told him it was going to happen. Everything would be fine, and the Cubs went five and one. So shout out I, to I you. I want to shout out Cody too. I don't really have a good reason to do it, but shout out to you, Cody. <laughs> Wait. So does that mean if I come to you at some point before the Bulls season starts, Dave, and tell you that I'm like mm-hmm. you know clinically depressed and I'm 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 not feeling good about the Bulls, and mm-hmm. you give me a hug, then we can like set what their record is going to be. No, be because like, Dave, it, it, if you give me a hug right now, the Bulls will go 60 and 22 next mm-hmm. season. No, because I doubt that it, it will still make you happy because when they get to the playoffs, you still wouldn't pick them to go to the second round. So like, it, it still wouldn't make you happy. Like, you'd still be mad. Cody makes you know, ecstatic. Cody is ecstatic. <laughs> all right. Like, he is ecstatic now to do this. You, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah I they, do, bro. If they go 60 and 22, I am picking uh-huh. them to get if to the, the second the round. Win 60 what? games and anybody is upset, they have problems. No, I'm, I'm telling you. They're going to go 60 and 22, and I can really hear people say, man, I'm so scared, man. They're going to go out this first round. They're going to shit the band. Like, we've been, I've been Bulls fans a long time, all right? I know how this I know how this song plays. Like, I know how this goes, man. So, They're gonna I don't know, man. They're going to double their DraftKings over under, and still people will be upset. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Angry. Like, that's what it is. But I'm happy for Cody. I'm happy for Cody. And, and that's what he wanted. So that's what he got. And shout out to him, man. And my White Sox are finally making trades and starting over, which they need to be doing. So, yeah, everybody's getting what they want, except uh, hopefully the Bulls fans get some something of what they want this season. Yeah, I mean, just just being at the Sox game Friday night and just kind of listening to and talking with some of the Sox fans sitting around us. I was like, ooh, this there is like a heavy depression setting in among Sox fans right now. And I was like, I feel y'all. I feel y'all. Dyer fan of Jerry's other team. I know it's not easy. <laughs> 60 and 22, it's, blow it up. It's competitive <laughs> at the last point in the season. That's right. That that's why hey, I'm not trusting this Cubs winning streak. I don't want to get sucked in. I don't want to get sucked in. That's, uh, that is funny, Fred, right? Cody, if they break Cody's hilarious. heart, I'm gonna be real mad with real mad at them. Yeah, don't um, break Cody's heart. No. Uh, speaking speaking of people we're mad at, hey Grant Hughes of Bleacher Report, WTF? Oh, what? Let's let's talk about this Bleacher <sighs> Report. I feel like they do this column every year. I don't know if it's the same person this year with some person named Grant Hughes who I'm not super familiar with, or if they rotate it. But I swear they keep doing this most overrated players in in the NBA column every year. It feels like it's done more than once a year. And surprise, surprise, Chicago Bulls all-star DeMar DeRozan makes an appearance at number five, uh, the fifth most overrated NBA player in the entire league. Um, This is, uh, uh, and and just for the sake of how they were defining this, here's a little excerpt they were, uh, that Grant said, all we're doing is measuring a player's actual production value worth against his perceived production value and worth. Here's what he said about DeMar DeRozan. Thank you, Kev. He was an easy inclusion on our list because DeMar DeRozan's individual bucket prowess has led to uh, precious little team success and comes with a level of defensive ineptitude that basically cancels out, at best, the value he provides as a scorer. Throw in a career-long reluctance to work off the ball or shoot threes, and DeMar has essentially pigeonholed himself as a high-usage weapon who limits his team's offensive ceiling and can't scale down into a supporting role because he doesn't contribute enough in other areas. Then he also mentions... The defensive issues persisting, the friction between DeMar and Zach Levine as a direct result of DeRozan's inability to help when he's not operating as a first option. 
Uh, guys, I mean, so like we've heard all of these things about DeMar a million times. Oh, he doesn't shoot threes. He's too ISO heavy to fit into the flow of a more team oriented offense. And he doesn't play defense. I still do not understand why those legitimate and some so more than others criticisms and critiques of DeMar's game cancels out at best the things that we all know that he is really, really good at. I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about this? Dave, I'll, I'll let you take this one first because it seems like, or maybe you need some more time to process. I'm not sure. I can't tell which. <sighs> okay. I mean, I'll go. So <laughs> I need to feel something here, Dave. I, I, I despise dumbass shit. So I've, I've been doing this for over like 10 years, right? And I've been talking bulls for a long time. And I've, def- I've definitely spoken to people who have opinions that I vehemently disagreed with. And I just don't think they're right and, or with what they're saying or their opinion. There are people who definitely feel the same way about me, about what I've said and, and you know, my opinions and things like that. The difference in both of those scenarios is I can point to the logic in their points and say, I hear what you're saying. I get your logic. There are facts in there, but I don't agree. And they can do that with me. This is the kind of bullshit that I do not like, or I can't sit and point to and say, I see the logic behind what the hell you're saying. So one, if you're going to call DeMar DeRozan overrated because of his skill, it hasn't led to the Chicago Bulls being a better basketball team, then where's Zach Levine on this list? Step one. Shouldn't Zach be on this list too? Shouldn't that be the case? He's been awesome. Hasn't he been an all-star? Hasn't been their best player, 1A, 1B? Shouldn't he be on this list too? But he's not. Two, when as soon as you brought up friction between him and Zach Levine, I threw my hat across the goddamn living room. I promise you I did. That is a fact I did that, man. I threw that hat across. I was so like, what the hell are you talking about? Who's writing this bullshit? You are basing what you're saying off of a lie. (laughs) And that's what's angering to me. Joe Cowley don't print shit like this. Like, you have to have facts behind what you're saying if you're going to put it out there. If it's give me some facts, I'm with you. I got it. I can't figure out the logic in this bullshit here. You you kindly leave out not having Lonzo Ball on your team because when you did, you were the best team in the Eastern Conference. You were the best. You had it on top. The last time they did some shit like this was when they signed DeMar DeRozan. Do y'all remember this? Because I remember doing this show with you, Matt, when we were doing Locked on Bulls, and they said the worst uh, free agent signings of 2021 number one was demar derozan he was the worst in their opinion and i remember coming on and i couldn't understand it Matt, my head was about to explode because i you couldn't get understood. it i never understood will i never understood i didn't get it i was like makes no sense what what am i seeing and i started questioning myself I was like, am I seeing something else that, that am I just wrong about something? And then, of course, DeMar said, no, Dave, you're not wrong. You know what the hell you're talking about. Let me go have an almost MVP-like season out here. Do you not remember that year? Bulls wouldn't have made the playoffs with DeMar DeRozan without him scoring 50 points in a game and carrying that team. 
They want to win a playoff game without DeMar DeRozan for him dropping 40-plus on Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, doing it like that. You got nowhere without this man. He carried the Chicago Bulls that year. The next year, the year that just happened, was a decline from his Wilt Chamberlain Jordan-like season, and he's still an all-star. And he still lives an all-star. I don't understand what overrated means anymore. If this is what you're telling me overrated means, then goddammit, I'm going back to school because this is a new, this is new <laughs> English. This is new English to me. And I don't understand what it means, man. I don't know what you got against DeMar DeRozan. I don't know what he did to you. And I don't know if he, you know, whooped your ass on the court or whatever. I don't know what he did to Bleacher Report. But they are constantly putting out shit like this about him. Honestly, I'm kind of excited now because I saw what happened the last time y'all put something out about DeMar DeRozan like this. He took that personally because he was tweeting about it then. And he took it personally. He came out and he balled the hell out. Now I'm interested to see what he comes out and do this season right here. But this is the only thing that I don't like, man. I just don't like dumbass shit. If you got some logic behind what you're saying, I promise you, I got you. I can hear it. Boom, that makes sense. Yeah, that player's overrated. Not a dude who you thought was the worst signing, who you thought was trash. How can a dude you thought was trash be overrated? How, could, how, how does that work? That doesn't work. That doesn't fit your point at all. It makes no sense. There's no logic in this shit. It's upsetting. That's all I got for right now. All right. <laughs> Love to see that. Love to see that. But I, my mind went exactly where yours did, Dave, which is like, if he is constantly on lists like this and everybody's always talking about how he can't shoot and he doesn't want to play off ball and all this stuff. And he's still that they're still saying he's overrated. Like at a certain point, if the if the narrative has gone that far, he starts to become underrated. And I think that's kind of where we are right now. <laughs> Demar is one of the single best isolation scores in the league. Uh, like as a fact, he he just points per possession. Like he, there aren't very many players better than him. Um, to your point, Dave, he carries a team to the playoffs or to the play-in for the last two years. He has been one of the best performers on the team in terms of on-off um, splits. And I just, I like, I know sites like Bleacher Report, I worked there for a long time. I know the editors, like I know that they put out content like this because it, you know, they starts can. conversations and heats people <laughs> up and gets people talking. And now yeah. all of a sudden there's a bunch of local you know, sports media podcasts talking about their article. I get it. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, I think it's just gone so far the other direction. And you look at some of the other players in that article, it's Damar, it's, you know, Damantis Sabonis, it's Kawhi, Sabonis. it's like <laughs> Jonas Valanciunas. Um, it's just guys that they don't like, I think is really what it is. And um my like I guess one of the coolest things about the NBA to me is that there's so many different ways to be great. Like you can be a shooter like Steph and change the game with movement and off the dribble shooting. You can be an absolute athletic specimen like, you know, early years LeBron and then turn into one of the most refined passers and scorers of all time, like late years LeBron. You can be just a surgical post scorer like Jordan. You can be you know, there's so many different ways. You could be Jokic, you can be Embiid. There's so many different kinds of players that can be great. And I don't think you can really say Damar isn't, at least in some categories of the game, 
an absolutely elite and in some ways like all-time great isolation mm -hmm. player. Um, I think he has clear flaws. I think he has clear limits to how he can play. Um, but yeah, to say he's overrated, I think is actually missing the point. It's just like pushing this narrative further and further and further to the point where he's actually, I think now pretty underrated. Like this team, I said this a couple weeks ago, Dave, and I still feel this way. The bottom would fall out without Tamar. I think this team would be really, really bad without Tamar DeRozan. And I'm not saying they're great now, but to, to get from really bad to competitive at the end of the season, which is what the Bulls are trying to be, DeMar gets you there. And yeah, I mean, I, I just think at this point, the, the people who actually watch the Bulls and who follow what they do and who, you know, observe the impact that DeMar has on this team know how good he is. And that if anything, at, at this point, like he's not fully appreciated for the things that he does. He's just chastised for the things that he can't do or the limitations that he has on his game. And, yeah. and we'll, I'm sorry, Matt, real quick. The, the dumb shit about it is when they talk, that friction part between him and Zach is so bad because they mm -hmm. say it like it directly leads to this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you're, you're telling me this lie is, is a direct result of something right here. It's not, none of it is true. Yeah. And you complain about the defense of a team that's a top five defense. Like you talk about Zach's defense and you talk about DeMar's and they're starting five. There are starting players on your top five defense in the NBA. We just saw the stats that NBA University continues to put out about defense and the Bulls continually to be on top. DeMar DeRose is a part of that. Good guy. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut into you. Go ahead, man. Team defense and maybe the Bulls achieving that in spite of the fact that DeMar is not a yeah, he's not a world beater player on the defensive side of the floor, which is still fine. Which is still fine. That's the part. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah, it, just illogical shit that drives me crazy, Dave. And if you're talking big picture, we were talking about it on one of our shows last week. I think whether or not the Bulls should re-sign Demar to a new contract or just blow this up and move on from him and move on from everybody. I'm very curious to see what if Demar finishes the season in a Bulls uniform or if. If they do struggle and they don't, they don't look like a playoff team come the trade deadline, maybe they'll try and move him and get something for him, send him somewhere maybe ideally that he would like to end up. But in the immediacy of now, in this upcoming season, I completely agree with what you just said, Will. This team with DeMar DeRozan removed ain't doing shit. Ain't close to doing shit. Which is why I, like, I've seen Bulls fans suggesting when we talk about who's going to be in the starting five this upcoming season with some of these new pieces, Carter, Torrey Craig, suggesting that DeMar DeRozan come off the bench. All-star <laughs> DeMar DeRozan come off the bench. This team will be better if DeMar plays less. Somebody I saw on Twitter a couple weeks ago was like accusing us of not knowing NBA hoops because something of something about Zach Levine's defense and the grade we gave him on defense we did when we did player grades. And I went and looked through some of this Bulls fans' tweets, and I saw him suggesting that what they need to do is bench DeMar DeRozan. And I was like, well, great. Now I don't need to worry about your opinions of us not knowing basketball because you don't know diddly shit. If you think DeMar DeRozan should not start if he is going to remain a Chicago Bull, that's lunacy. Absolute lunacy. Grant, Hughes, F you. I have more thoughts on this, but we got to take our first break. Uh we will continue this conversation because there's there's, we, there's more stats I want to bring up too. Um, oh, yes. 
while we are sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a simple, quick favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. And if you aren't already, make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Big Dave. Uh, so baby Joey, uh, told me he's saying, calm down and stop throwing hats. And that's what he's telling me right now. I'm, I'm sorry, baby Joey. I don't like scaring children. That's my, baby Joey's I, probably I never seen you throw a hat before. Yeah. That yeah. He doesn't know how to react to it, man. He, he's, he's saying, what is this salty discharge out my face? It's called tears, baby Joey. I know you're not used to it, but babies usually cry. You know what I mean? I know you tough enough, but babies usually cry, bro. So that's what it is. I apologize. I'm not here to do that, you know, and that's probably because he never understood. <laughs> that's why he's crying, because he just didn't get it. He never understood. You know who else don't get it? Shady Rays. They never understood either. They don't understand why you have to pay so much money to put some awesome glasses on your awesome face. Well, they set out to do something about that, because they're an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever worn. They got the durable frames. They got the extremely colored optics. And there's premium polarized shades and an affordable price for your outdoor. And is Matt going to prove it? Is he going to prove it? Yes, he is. Your indoor adventures. Look at it right there. That's Matt Peck at the Incubus concert. Right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so let's say they have the Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan as well. Let's say he tosses that hat in excitement because they just played his favorite joint. And he's mad, happy, but he's mad. Glasses are going to break. They're going to hit the ground, and they're going to crash and break in half. But he could put them in an envelope, send them right on back to Shady Rays. They will send him a brand new pair for free, no questions asked. How do I know this? Because Matt has already used the Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan, and that is exactly what happened. All right? These are facts, ladies and gentlemen. But let's say you got some glasses that you saw Will to Go Gottlieb had on. You saw him shirtless on the beach playing volleyball like he's maverick out here and you said damn that man looks cool and then you said i can rock this too and then you got the glasses and said not so much not so much what are two things you got to do one you got to take your ag1 and two you put them glasses inside of a packet you send it right on back they will send you another pair that fits your face better no questions asked as long as you do it within 30 days, it is for free. There's no risk when you shop. They always got your back. So, exclusive for the listeners out there, Shady Rays is giving away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Sorry, baby Joe. Ain't watch trying for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Because the Shady Rays, what well, the Rays are O. So shady. Here I was thinking that Dave's original rant was going to be the best thing that he did on this episode. <laughs> I was wrong. Nope. <laughs> we're, we're starting at 11 and moving up into the high teens. Today. <laughs> uh, you know, one Back. of my favorite places to wear my shady rays is when I'm in my car on the road, road tripping. Uh, I got another road trip coming up this weekend. And Ooh. while I'm wearing my Shady Rays cruising down the highway, you know that for fuel and food and other supplies, delicious beverages, I'm stopping at a Circle K on that road trip. Thanks to Circle K for sponsoring all of our CHGO content. 
Check out your local Circle K for the best coffees, beers, snack selections, and premium, premium gasolina. Look out for freebies <laughs> and giveaways on our various team accounts from Circle K. Um, they've got the best deals you can find mm-hmm. when it comes to popping in somewhere. Or you don't even need to be on a road trip because they got locations all over Chicago. So check out your local Circle K to stock up on whatever you need this summer because summer that means gas in the tank bags of ice for your party beverages to put in the coolers with those bags of ice all the snacks you could possibly need circle k has it for you thanks to circle k for sponsoring chgo visit the nearest circle k to pick up all your favorite finds Mm. uh all right guys moving along on this uh ridiculous crap from uh grant (laughs) hughes of bleacher report um I, uh, I I think uh, Kevin flashed it up a minute ago. Uh, if you want to th- throw it up again, Demar did respond to this, so it's it's not confirmed that this is what this tweet from Demar Derozan is about. But it was, I think, maybe the day after this Bleacher Report column calling him overrated came out that Demar tweeted this same old bullshit. I I feel like it's a pretty good chance that this is what this is in response to. Because it is in character with Demar. You mentioned it earlier, Dave, when he has been called out for being overrated or bad or worst free agent signing, whatever. The first one ever that I, like people still dig up sometimes was all the way back in like 2011 or 12. And John Hollinger wrote something scathing about Demar Derozan, and Demar just tweeted, "Who the hell is John Hollinger?" And everybody got a great <laughs> laugh out of it. Um, but again, like maybe. As you mentioned, Dave, this is fuel in in the tank for Demar yeah. because since he arrived in uh, in Chicago on that sign and trade, plenty of people have called it out for being a bad move. And look, I I know that we're all not thrilled that the Bulls don't look to be a top four seed in the East championship contender kind of team this upcoming season. Haven't been since he arrived. One you know first round exit and a loss in the play in. That that doesn't mean it's because DeMar DeRozan is bad. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it means the furthest opposite thing. It's yeah. just a not fully developed and organized and cohesive team that DeMar DeRozan is a part of. Um, so I, I hope, I hope that this motivates him. The other thing that I wanted to bring up as far as a specific bone to pick with this argument Grant Hughes was making, um, if you wanted to throw up that excerpt one more time, Kev, the, 11 of his first 12 seasons argument saying DeRozan's team had a higher net rating with him off the floor than with him on the floor. And then he just immediately contradicts his argument that he's trying to make by admitting, though, with the Chicago Bulls, he's the Bulls have played better with him in the game than with him out of the game over the last two seasons. So is your argument that DeMar was one of the most overrated players from 2010 to 2021? Because... What the hell are you talking about? You just admitted that in these two seasons with the Bulls, the Bulls do better with DeMar on the floor. Mm-hmm. DeMar on the floor. Mm-hmm. The two times that he was an all-star in a Bulls jersey, the team plays better with him than without him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not. It's nonsensical to me, and that's why it's maddening. So if I could get it and I can look at it and I can understand the logic – I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? I don't agree with it, but I get your logic where it's coming from. 
it's like you 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 were making your point and then Matt just smashed it and then you just threw a lie out there and said screw it let me try this one you know what I mean like okay I'll deadline oh man it's almost midnight I gotta get this in let me just toss something out there because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about right now it doesn't make I don't again I don't know what Demar's done to them I don't know what's happened I don't know what's gone down with him and Bleacher Report but this is the second time that they have done something like this. And it just made it look even dumber when you call him the worst off offseason signing in 2021. And then he comes out and balls, balls completely out in both of those seasons. He has two great seasons, the best season of his career he had the season before. And then he has another good season while playing like 77 games and goes to the all-star game again. And then you're like, well, yeah, he's overrated too, though. Like, he's the worst offseason signing, and he's overrated being a two-time All-Star, leading your team in every goddamn thing. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't get it. I wish I could understand it. But I just – I just, it just, it's just maddening because it's lies. And it's dumbass let shit. Me, let me try to help you guys. I think we should rewrite the headline of this article from ranking the most overrated NBA players to – naming players who are really good but probably not good enough to be the best player on a championship team and we also just don't like them because <laughs> i think that more accurately describes the the quality of player in here like dylan brooks for example is getting more hate than anybody in the nba right now and i think justifiably so he he like you know basically did the whole grant williams to jimmy butler poke the bear thing with lebron he like wore his his jorts and tried to dress up like a WWE star on his way in the locker room. And the Grizzlies were just like a whole lot of bravado. And then they kind of fell apart in the playoffs, but people are, and he takes terrible shots. Like he's a terrible shot selection. He's, you know, he's thinks he's better than he is, whatever. Yeah, he's still like one of the best defensive players in the league. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And I think he gets a lot of respect from his peers on that front. You have Sabonis who, helped the Kings put together their best season in the last 20 odd years. And yeah, they lost in the first round of the playoffs, but they went seven games and yeah, he's not good enough to be the best player on a championship team, but you know what? There's like five or six of those guys in the world. And I just think it's the same conversation that we have about like to tank or not to tank to try or not to try. It's like, if you don't have Luca or, LeBron or Steph or Giannis like should you just not try should you just not try to accumulate good players and just give up and and pray for lottery balls I don't think that that's very productive I think it's kind of a lame way to think about team building again the reason why I've advocated for the Bulls to make some major changes here is because we've seen the product it doesn't work and they still continue to go down that road I think that's a different story but for a team like the Kings who bring in Sabonis and then they have their best season in two decades to say he's overrated just because he's not the best player in a championship team, I think underrates him. I think that makes people decide that he is not as good as he actually is just because, you know, he's not good enough to be the best player on a team. I think it's the same with Demar, like Jonas Valanciunas randomly in there. I don't really get that one. Kawhi, I think is just in there because of injuries. Like I think we all know how good right. Kawhi can be right. uh, when he's at his best, but yeah, he gets injured a lot. So maybe we should include that into the headline as well. But I just think it's gotten to the point where people just dislike these guys and think that they're not the best player on a championship team. And so they are overrated when in reality, it's just like they're fine players who 
aren't perfect and you just don't like them. Yeah, well, if you want to say we don't like these, we don't think you can win a championship with these guys. Okay, I get that. Like, I can see, actually sit there and look at your logic and find that to make sense. But the, they're not. But they went with overrated. <laughs> That's what they went. And the Sabonis one is crazy to me because even when you're saying that, I'm like, he's, yeah, he's not the best player on your team, and he and he ain't gonna be. You know, especially on the Kings, you got Fox there. Like, it's, it's not your team. You're the number two. We get that. Dylan Brooks. It's probably the only one I can see the argument for because you can just look at the contract and say, oh, man, that dude got a stupid amount of money, you know, for somebody who is strictly a defensive guy who's not a guy who's known for being a scorer in a league like this and getting stupid money like that. That is the argument I can actually hear for it to be overrated. That makes sense to me. But Kawhi Leonard, who just, like you said, it's because he's injured. I can't go to championship argument because guess what? We saw him do that shit. Valanchunas. It's just a dude who's going to be a double-double machine, and that's just what he is. Like, that's what he's always been. So I don't know where he's rated or not rated on that. I think that's the other part of this also. Where I, I don't know where people have these guys rated because when we have these discussions, I've never seen people just up in the arms about where any of these players are rated at as far as, like, top 100 players in the league. Nobody's going crazy about where DeMar DeRozan or Dylan Brooks or Sabonis is rated at. Whether you're saying they need to be higher or lower on the list, you're like, yeah, that's about right. Usually DeMar is slightly ahead of Zach in all those lists I've seen so far. That's what it's been. And it's because of what he's done, you know, for the team so far. Okay, great. You know, like, fine. That's how you have them. That's where you have them. But it doesn't, I don't, I just don't understand the overrated of it, you know, and that's the thing that just simply bothers me. And again, I'm a guy who doesn't agree with y'all when y'all say the bottom will drop out if DeMar DeRozan goes away. I don't believe that. I just don't. I, I think they'll still be an, a playing team. I just think that that's what they'll be. But will they be worth? Yeah, they'll lose. They'll probably lose a couple more games because DeMar DeRozan ain't there to bail you out. Because they're going to lose the their best player. <laughs> because of who the hell he is. Exactly. Because of who DeMar DeRozan is. That's not overrated. At all. That's not overrated at all. You lose somebody like that, it's going to hurt your bottom line on your loss column. That's the simplest. That's the simplistic fact of it. That's what it is, man. So that's what makes this just dumb and stupid. And I'm, and I hope he takes this personally. I really do. Yeah. Which is why it's, I found it amusing that before explaining why he thought he was overrated in that column, Grant uh, Hughes praised DeMar saying there aren't many players you trust more than DeMar DeRozan to create a good scoring chance from a one-on-one standstill matchup. His bag is deep, footwork in the mid-post impeccable, and his foul-drawing craft second to none. That's why DeMar DeRozan has ranked in the 88th percentile or better in ISO scoring efficiency across each of the last four seasons. God. But let me now tell you why he's overrated. <laughs> what are we doing? And that, the, the other thing that you mentioned, Dave, about money uh, and, and throwing co- people's contracts into this debate about how to define if a guy is overrated, underrated, not to say that they are exact synonyms of one another, overrated, overpaid, but if you're saying a guy is not worth the contract he's on, that's a way of calling him overrated because he was yeah. rated by someone who thought he deserved that money and you think he is not deserving of that money. Just a few more th- stats that I wanted to throw at you and then we can move on because Grant Hughes isn't freaking moron. Um, <laughs> DeMar this past season, 13th in the NBA in total points scored, 12th in the NBA in made field goals, 9th in the NBA in made free throws, 
16th in the NBA in win shares. Ranking the most paid players in the NBA this past season, DeMar DeRozan, 44th. Oh. 44th. <laughs> so if you're trying to make the overpaid equals overrated argument, get the fuck out of here, okay? Yeah. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, and and I'm AJ brings up a point where he says Zion is overrated because availability is the best ability. Like Zion being on this list, I can actually see. I don't agree with it. But I, I'd be like, okay, I can see that because he ain't played. Because if you're going to use that argument for Kawhi, well, then you can damn sure use it for Zion Williamson. Like, that's, that's why I don't get it. Like, of everybody sitting on this list, I'm just looking at production and what these dudes have done for this team and how this and where this team would be if they didn't have these kind of games. Like, DeMar DeRozan is probably that dude of, of all that. Like, Sabonis can have a tough game. And then, but they can still lean on uh, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk to go crazy and lose their minds. Nobody's leaning on Dylan Brooks, all right? Nobody's leaning on Valanchunas. And the Clippers have already shown they can be a playoff team without Kawhi Leonard being there. They just can't go far in the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard being there. But DeMar DeRozan, it's like if, if there have been many games, where, which is why you and, you and Matt state that they will fall off a cliff if he leaves because there are many games – that you can look at and say, man, DeMar had a tough game. Okay, who the hell else is doing something today right here? And then you're like, uh-oh, nobody? Okay, we're screwed. It's ass <laughs> over for this squad right here. And and he's the only one on this I can really point to and say that. So that's what – it's just stuff like that. I'm like and – I'm, and I'm trying not to question, you know, your, your sense of basketball knowledge because I know you know the game. I know they do. I know they know the game, clearly. But I just don't think they're watching enough of, obviously, enough of Chicago Bulls basketball. And I, I do think also it's telling that the teams we're talking about are like Sacramento, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about squads that people ain't really paying attention to, you know, like that much. Dylan Brooks only is a name because of what he did. You know what I mean? Because of the things he said. Not because of the way he played, but because of the things that he said. And Kawhi is because, of, because he didn't play. So it, it's – it's just maddening, bro. Like because I don't. It hurts me. My it hurts my logic brain. It hurts the logic in my brain. Yeah, I just don't get like who is saying these guys are first team All NBA to the point where like you have to go out and say that they're actually kind of overrated. You know, like yeah. if somebody was saying Demar should have been on first team All NBA, should have been an All Star starter, and if the Lakers traded for him, they would have won the finals. I don't think anybody is saying that kind of thing. So. Yeah, to me, it's just like more semantics than anything. I think it's just guys that they don't think are the best player on a championship team. And like I said, they don't like them. And Big Dave, uh, last thing, and then we can mm -hmm. take our second break. I think you made a great point with the teams that people aren't really paying attention to, but then still decide that they know what they're talking about and have a strong opinion on that team mm -hmm. that they're not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. You brought it up earlier and said that you had an issue with it, and, and I agree. The citing the friction between Zach Levine and DeMar as part of his argument for DeMar being overrated somehow, he linked, I don't know if you noticed that, but there's a hyperlink on the word yeah. friction in this dude's column, and it takes mm -hmm. you to where? A column that was co-written last season by Sham Sharanya and our friend Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic. And it was December of 2022, and the Bulls were out to a rocky start. Zach Levine was still trying to make his way back from his rusty start to the season, coming off of that off-season knee surgery. 
and Jamar was not playing with Wilt Chamberlain-esque numbers, as you said, Dave. But if you go back and reread that column from December of last year, it's not necessarily that there's friction. Jamar and Zach don't like each other, don't get along, don't play well together. It's they haven't strung together lots of wins yet this season. Zach and Demar have sat down face to face a few times to try and talk out some of these things, mm-hmm. just try to collectively solve the problem for how to get more wins than we are getting right now. Mm-hmm. And for this guy to just take that link from that story that is now eight months old and say, well, yeah. And then we all know the whole, the whole Zach and Demar friction thing and just toss it in there like that. Yeah. It's misrepresenting the truth of something that's eight months old. Yeah. We all sat four feet away from Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan at Summer League and watched them embrace like they were best friends who had yeah. gone a while without seeing each other with the biggest mm-hmm. freaking smiles on their faces. Mm-hmm. So that, that whole like, oh, yeah, there's friction, and here's this column to prove that there's friction. Man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and not to mention Zach at his exit interview this year said that DeMar's best player he's ever played with. So best I think – there's there's like obvious flaws in the roster construction i don't think damar and zach are like the perfect fit ever because of the way that each of them wants to play um i think they're both flawed players and not perfect and probably not the best player on a championship team but i also still think they're extremely talented and extremely good and the bulls would be much worse off without either of them Mm -hmm. Mm. (sighs) it's dumb all right. Um, yeah. So Grant Hughes, you can get get Ben, um, get Ben, and stop get writing about ben. the Bulls. Um, we'll take our ben. second break here. We'll come back to wrap up with uh, our thoughts on ESPN's post offseason NBA power rankings that just dropped. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, you know the drill. Hit that thumbs up button if you haven't done so yet. Big Dave, who's up next? Beer. That's who's up. Mm. You drink it. You like it. You enjoy it. Because it tastes all. And guess who does it the best? The Goose Island Beer Company. Not just because they're affiliated with CHGO. It's because they're delicious. Hit that one more time for me, Kevin, if you don't mind. Thank you, sir. Oh, oh, just remind you that you need awesomeness in your life. And Goose Island has it. They got that Goose IPA. That six-time medal winner. At the Great American Beer Fest, all right? That's not just somebody's backyard where they say, man, this beer is awesome. Here, here's an aluminum medal. Nope. Great American Beer Fest, six time. Gold, 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 go, go, gold. That's six time. Tropical Beer Hub, or as I like to call it, the Herb Lawrence. 9.9% alcohol. That's dangerously easy to drink or if you're awesome like her, dangerously easy to chug. He is the man. 312 Wheat Ale. That is also the classic and the Madden Day favorite. The full pocket Pilsner. The everyday beer of what the brewers are drinking. And what the people who are drinking, what the brewers are drinking, are also drinking. Figure that out, Bleacher Report. So... Won't you grab you an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. It's Chicago's beer, which is the true taste of Chicago. 
Mm. Man, you know, they uh, they sell those beer hugs in the, like, magnum size, like the 24-ounce size. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I know they sell them at the United Center. They also were selling them at Northern Lee Island at that Incubus concert last night. And mm-hmm. I had one, and I was like, whew, all right. And then, you know what else they had? Cans of liquid death. So I oh. drank me one Goose oh. Island neon beer hug, and then I was like, switching to liquid death. It's been a <laughs> long weekend, and one of those gooses is going to take me through the rest of this concert tonight. But, man, <laughs> those beer hugs were flying off the shelves at Incubus last night. Oh, uh, awesome. Speaking of things flying off the shelves, you should be shopping at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary if you aren't already. Sunnyside, our friends, is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. It's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. They offer easy online ordering and in-store pickup, plus the great transparent loyalty loyalty program that they call Sunnyside Rewards for you frequent flyers. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary. From the north side to the south side, Wrigleyville to River North, even up to South Beloit, all the way down to Champaign. You can find Sunnysides all over the place. They offer flour for you old school folks like me. Tinctures, edibles, um, vape pens, all that jazz. Uh, Try, in particular, the Good News Brunch Orange Flavored Gummies. Love those. Brought those to the uh, block party on, uh, on Saturday. They, they were perfect. They were exactly what I needed to elevate my summer block party. Elevate your summer by stopping by your local Sunnyside dispensary. Now through August, if you head to their website, sunnyside.shop, and use that promo code CHGO25 at checkout, you'll get 25% off your total order. One use per customer and not stackable with their other ongoing promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone, that's right, anyone can use our promo code CHGO25. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois med card holder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just med goose card. and sunny side? That's that's a weekend right there. My goodness. Or an awesome weekday. <laughs> or a great weekday. All right, y'all. Uh, with our time remaining, we wanted to touch on... Power rankings. It's July 31st. I think I saw somebody in the comments earlier saying, well, at least we can thank Bleacher Report for giving us something to talk about on July 31st. Yes, I suppose that's true. And also thank you to ESPN for doing your power rankings. Um, Gentlemen, I am not super surprised uh, when I read where the Bulls stacked up this morning. Scrolling through these rankings. There you see it on your screen. Thank you, Kevin. 22nd is the Bulls' post-offseason moves power rank, according to ESPN. The Bulls continue to retool their team around Zach, DeMar, and Booch, despite the organization not expecting Lonzo to play next season. Still, Chicago made a few shrewd signings with the additions of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig to add much-needed three-point shooting and bench depth. Uh, bench depth. That is Jamal Collier, ESPN, with his little... Um, Mini paragraph on why the Bulls are where they are. Gentlemen, I'm not surprised to see them at 22. Maybe I could have seen them like at 20. Uh, That's about probably as high as I would have seen them. Where do you think uh, this uh, lands as far as accurate, what you expected versus not accurate, not what you expected? It's it's pretty much what I expected. Uh, ESPN has kind of been like this for them the past uh, couple years. Uh, 
the first year I thought that they were, I mean, I shouldn't, when I say first year, I mean, when they first uh, put this team together, this nucleus uh, with DeMar, Zach, Lonzo and Vooch. Um, the first time I, I completely disagreed with it. I thought they were, they were absolutely wrong. And then they showed that, yeah, they were absolutely wrong until Lonzo went down and then it evened out for sure. Um, but the Bulls didn't do anything to uh, quell any kind of fears uh, around the league, around nationally, around the league about if this team can improve or not. Even in, even Jamal acknowledging uh, the offseason season signings, you know, letting you know these are good signings as to the depth of this team and all of that. Still, in fact, though, you still don't know. Like, and they're like, yeah, but what we've seen from this team is it's been up and down, and it's been more down lately for them. So they're going to stick with that. I'm not mad at them for feeling like this. Uh, Bulls have to prove it. I think they've got to show them that they are a better basketball team. I think, like you said, Matt, you could make an argument for 20. I don't think anything beyond that uh, I would go. Um, but you can make that argument. I wouldn't even argue it uh, personally. I'm okay with them at 22. If they put them at 23, I'll be like, yeah, I get it. It all makes sense to me. Uh, where they have them where they are. You know, being a play-in team who finished below 500. Uh, is, and, and you were pretty healthy with your main guys. And, you know, that's the record you walked away with. So, Hopefully we'll, they'll improve this season. I think we all expect them to be better this season, but I'm okay with ESPN having them there and kind of having the Bulls uh, to prove it to them and show like, okay, you are a better basketball team that deserves to be ranked a little higher. Yeah, so just going through it, you have the Bulls in 10th in the conference, which is obviously where they finished last year, um, behind the Bucks, the Celtics, the Heat, the Sixers, who I think are pretty much the clear top four. Who knows what will happen with Dame and James Harden. And, you know, do the Heat find somebody else to add? Um, do the Sixers fall apart? That sort of thing. And then you have the Cavs, Knicks behind them. And I think that's probably, I feel pretty comfortable with that being the top six. And then beyond that, you have the Hawks, Nets, Pacers, Bulls. Um and I was just talking about this with Mark on Friday. Like, we're both very high on the Pacers. I think they're going to be really good this year. The Hawks, I think, are kind of who they are. Um, I think they improved their coach uh, at the end of last season. I think they are now built to play a little bit more spaced out, having moved Sadiq Bey into the starting rotation instead of John Collins. And also they've got guys like um, A.J. Griffin and Jalen Johnson, who I think are going to take some big steps forward and add some more shooting and athleticism. Um, so I like them. The Nets, like, it's so hard to evaluate who they are because their team just got completely flipped on its head last year. Um, obviously, Mikhail Bridges went, like, supernova and was awesome. But they don't really have, like, a a guy. Um, they've got a lot of guys, but they don't have a guy. So we'll see about them. Um, but I do think this is probably the range where the bulls are. I said this last year, and I think it's going to be true again this year that like really anywhere between seven and like 10, 11, maybe even 12 could end up in any order. Like, I think that's all one big tier. So all of that to say, I don't think that the bulls are like egregiously ranked too low, but I do think they improved and I think other teams improved too. And that's probably why they're in that same range, but no doubt the bulls got better. The shrewd offseason signings that Jamal mentioned. Absolutely true. We've talked ad nauseum here about how much we like what AK did with the limited resources they had. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also don't think that changes the bottom line for this team. I think they're still uh, a play in range team. I don't think they're a championship contender, but they're definitely gonna be better. Hopefully they will be at least more fun as they get better. Um, but I'm not like too offended by this. The only thing that's kind of crazy is that like, there's sort of an assumption that they'll be much worse in a vacuum next year. And I think that's totally false. Um, but obviously they're not in a vacuum. There are other teams that are making moves. There are other teams that are growing internally or making trades or whatever it is. Um, and are they lapping the bulls or are the bulls keeping pace with them? We will find out, but I think this is probably, you know, a fair range. Could they have been up to seventh or eighth on this list? Sure. Could they have moved down to 11 maybe, but I think 10 is kind of like the lowest where I would feel 10 or 11 is really like the lowest where I would feel like they could legitimately end up worst case scenario. Yeah. When you talk about them getting better versus getting worse, um, you know, Kyle, you're pointing out, yeah, they added Tori Craig and Javon Carter, but maybe that's not enough to move the needle. If you also want to say, well, what did they lose to me? The answer is not much. You're not going to have Lonzo. Cool. You didn't have him last year either. Javante dealt with a lot of injuries last season. Didn't play a whole lot. Derek Jones Jr. didn't play a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So you're not really losing much from last year's roster. In fact, everybody's coming back. All of the main guys are coming back. Vooch is back on a new deal. Kobe's back on a new deal. Ayo's back on a new deal. And you added talent on the free agent market in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. Um, so maybe I could have seen them being a little bit higher because of that. As you said, Will, a lot of other teams in the East made moves this year. It sounds like you're a believer um, in Indiana because I, I went and checked and I thought this was a little interesting. Um, so the, that middle of the pack, you know, group of teams where the bulls are and the bulls are sort of at the bottom of the middle, um, seven teams ahead of them in these uh, ESPN power rankings from 15 down to 21 thunder wolves, Pelicans, Hawks, Nets, jazz Pacers. Of that group of seven teams ranked 15 through 21 ahead of the Bulls, three were first-round exits last season, that being Minnesota, Atlanta, and Brooklyn. Two were, like the Bulls, play-in tournament losers, that being OKC and New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Two did not make the play-in tournament, that being Utah and Indy, two young teams that some believe to be on the up-and-up. The one thing that I thought was a little bit bordering on disrespectful and hard for me to believe is that of all eight play-in teams, so four from the East, four from the West, this past season, ESPN had only the now Fred Van Vliet-less Raptors ranked behind the Bulls. Of the eight Mm. play-in teams, only Toronto at 25 ranked behind the Bulls. I'm like, really? They're the Mm. worst of the play-in teams from last year? I know, I know that um, publications like ESPN and others uh, like the Atlanta Hawks um, this year. I know they do. I know they like Atlanta, and basically because you know they they got a new coach because it's pretty much the same squad that they're bringing back. But you know, having a new coach, and we'll see what Clint Capella ends up because he might end up in Dallas or on another team, so that could still uh, change as well. I've never been super high <laughs> you know, on the Hawks like that. I always think that they're kind of a, a borderline team. Um, and it feels like that they're always ranked high, ranked a little higher every year, you know, 
like when they have that, like, oh man, watch out for the hawks. Those hawks can come get you. They can swoop down, stick the talons in you, and and take on all. Watch out, man. Cacaw. <laughs> they might be on you, you know. But I'm not one of them believers in the hawks like that. So I'm I'm not surprised that they feel like that. But the other team, I mean, you have to look at it like, was it Miami? Uh, like you said, Toronto, the Bulls, and uh, we just mentioned uh, the Hawks. Of course, I, you're going to have Miami a little higher because everybody still thinks they're getting Dane. Like, I get that. They they still think that's going to happen. I don't want it to happen, Matt. I'm, I'm cool bullshit. with it not happening. So that, that's it, the other thing about these rankings that bothered me is that they have okay. the Heat fifth. Like, okay, yeah, I know they just oh, went that's to the high. finals. Oh, that's fifth. high. Fifth. That's high. Okay, For a that's team high. that does not have Damian Lillard yet <laughs> and lost Max Cruz and lost Gabe Vincent. Yeah. I mean, that's high. Fifth? Yeah, that's high. Yeah, I can't, I can't, hey, I ain't got nothing for that. Will, maybe Will can defend that one. I can't, I can't do nothing to that one, bro. The like, only man. thing I could say about that is just like, you know, benefit of the doubt because they were just in the finals. But to your point, they, they missed. They they lost two major contributors in that, yeah. Um, and they're an older team, so they're not getting any younger. We just it's like the the book is still open on what they are right now because we just don't know what's going on with Dame. Um, but as we're talking here, I'm just thinking about the Nets some more, and they were 13 and 15 after the trade deadline. So once they traded KD and Kyrie, they were sub 500 team. Yeah, they were pretty overpowered in the playoffs. They've got a yeah. lot of good players, but I just. I just don't think they're going to win that many games. Like, I think they're a, a fine team. And I think they're like the perfect, like structure and ecosystem for a star player to come in and like, just have the perfect supporting cast around them. Um, but that also hasn't happened. So I'm not sure you can put them ahead of the bulls either. I, like I said, I would not be surprised if the bulls are like in the seven, eight range, but you know, they could also be in the nine ten range. I like what the magic did. I don't know that they're like ready. Same with the Pistons. Like, I just don't think they're quite there yet, but like, maybe they take a huge jump. We just don't know. Um, but I think like the big thing for me with the bulls is they really haven't given themselves enough, um, room for internal growth to really be able to take a leap on what they have. And I think you can point to Patrick Williams and Kobe white in particular and say, you know, if these guys really step up and become stars, then the Bulls have another like notch to get to, another level to get to. And that would be great. But we just haven't really seen evidence that that's going to happen. Um, but I think that's really at this point, the only way that you really see the Bulls like level up and get into that, you know, play off, not play in range. What you mean, Will? You ain't watched the Patrick Williams video? What you talking about? Didn't we already do this, Dave? <laughs> I could see we're just ready to throw that one out there. All day long. It's the fastball, baby. Fastball's always working. <laughs> uh, we will head out on that note. We are out of time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Um, shout out Will the Go Gottlieb, who just dropped a fresh diehards only mailbag up on allchgo.com right now. If you are a diehard, go read it. Maybe your yes. question and his answer are in there. If you aren't a diehard yet, sign up to become a diehard today for all of the perks, plus getting access to Will's mailbags. Um, big day in baseball tomorrow, MLB trade deadline. Mm. Cubs and Sox, CHGO crews doing live shows for the trade deadline tomorrow afternoon. Make sure you're tuning into that. And, of course, Bears training camp. All the best coverage from our guys. 
at CHGO Bears. Tune into all of their coverage and content as we roll through training camp. I am getting excited. God, we're so close to football. Uh, we're back tomorrow. We'll be in studio 4 o'clock Central Time. Set your timers, set your calendars, set your alarms. We will see you then. In the meantime, Will is on Twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb. Big Dave, bow, BWL Sports. I'm Bulls bow. underscore Peck. Shout out and appreciation to our producer today, Kevin Wells, the man, the softball hey. star. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Monday. See you, Red. Be good. Peace.